Right now, we're going to jump into the next talk. The second person we have up tonight is in Jabulo. Come on now. Many of you might know Njabulo from being part of the worship team. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I told him I wouldn't shoot him about his worship. So I hope you guys are strapped in. Uh, do you need a second just to get settled? Um, you need a mic, bro. Don't worry. Just, just speak out loud to the people, bro. Your voice will carry. Uh, and Jobs is not feeling too well, uh, but we're trusting that God will give him what he needs. Uh, so let's pray for him, and then we'll jump into it. Uh, Father God, we thank you so much for Njabulo, Father God. We thank you so much uh, again, Father, for the word that you've laid on his heart. Father God, I pray that he would burn right now for you, Jesus. And God, I pray against this flu. God, we know that you're in control of all things, God, that the word will not be stopped. God, that you would speak through him right now. God, prepare our hearts for this word. As we pray these things in your name. Amen. Hello. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, hi, guys. I was enjoying Lindanani's story so much. <laughs> I was just like, let's just wrap it up and say amen <laughs> or go home. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, we're going to be reading through uh, Psalms 93. Uh, I didn't have like a fancy title. Uh, I, I think prep all on its own is just a lot of work. So I just used the title. That's the uh, God Reigns. <laughs> if you have one, you can give it to me and then we'll put it on. But that's the one I'm using. Um, and um, why I chose um, 93 is because I'm very inspired. I love uh, book four of the Psalms. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm always drawn to, to them. Um, and any time that I, I get a chance, so when James is like, hey, do you want to do the things? I'm like, yeah, book four for sure. Um, and, then, um, and, and then 93 uh, has, 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 it's short. Um, <laughs> it's very, very short. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, and I talk a lot, so th this is for you and for me, uh, so I decided on that, but um, I like it because it has, it, it's short, but there are a bit of some, some transitions. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, guys, we're in front of the Lord. <laughs> um, so what is a book four before we get into anything? What's book four? Where do we find book four? Uh, book four in the Psalms, it kind of starts at about 90 um, Psalm 90, that's where you kind of find book four. It kind of ends at um, 106, 107. That's where you kind of find book four. How do I know this? So if you open your Bible, some of the, them have like inscriptions, like book one, two, three, four, five. There's about five books in the Psalms. Um, and so then book four is the fourth one. Um, it's almost like a compact disc. Remember in the 90s when you had the, yeah, you know the, that shuffle one, the three levels, uh, you have that one, disc, and then you have another disc, and then that's kind of the Psalms all together. <laughs> that's kind of the Psalms all together. It's like that 90s. Actually, if you didn't have that thing, I sorry, uh, ask uh, <laughs> people that are, yeah, ask the older people in your family. I'm sure there's one at your house, um, you know, one of those. And 93 specifically, I, I, I saw it and I was like, ooh, this is cool um, because it's, thank you, um, it's short, uh, but it does have kind of two ideas, but three um, transitions. 
Um, and it's just a, a literary thing that Hebrew poetry has, um, where it's not rhymy like our poetry. Um, our poetry is very rhymy. Hebrew poetry is it's more on ideas. So it has the same idea at the top and the bottom, and in the middle kind of has a story. And I'm going to just use the, the Lord's Prayer as an example, um, just so how... I don't know if this is what you guys are seeing. Um, but cool. <laughs> Uh, this is it. Uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Cool. That's like the first bit. And then it's a bunch of human stuff that's not important for this analogy. Da-da-da-da. Human things meet our needs. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, and then at the end, uh, it has uh, thy, thy kingdom come, uh, thy power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So that bit that we added, because that's not in your Bible, actually. Have you seen? I was shocked the first time. I was like, who added this? <laughs> To the Lord's Prayer, because everyone says it. Um, this part we added, someone someone who knows Hebrew poetry clearly uh, added this part, um, because it's not in the Bible, it's not in, uh, in Matthew. And we find that this psalm kind of has the same idea. So it has the top and the bottom, sinks, and then there's a middle part. Cool. Um, are we ready to read? Cool, cool, cool. Uh, let's read 93. Um, the Lord reigns, he is robed in majesty, the Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. Indeed, the, the world is established firm and secure. Your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity. The seas have lifted high, O Lord. The seas have lifted their voices. The seas have lifted their pounding waves. But mightier than the thunder of the water, mightier than the breakers of the seas, the Lord on high is mighty. And five says, your statutes, Lord, stand firm. Holiness adorns your house for endless days. And when I was reading that, the one thing that I, I couldn't escape, and I only have one point, because <laughs> uh, Duncan was like, just one point. I was like, okay, dog. <laughs> One point, God is transcendent. <laughs> um, that's the only point. I will speak about it in many different ways. <laughs> um, what is a transcendent? God's different. God's not like you. He's not like me. So when God is different and he's not like you or me, um, it means firstly he's outside of human experience. Uh, we experience God. He kind of jumps into our story. We don't jump into his necessarily. You know, so he, he's not affected by ESCOM and bricks and all these other things that are causing traffic. Um, he, he kind of jumps in to, to our story. And it's like, oh, you guys are in a struggle. Let me, you know. So when you look at a God that's transcendent and a God that is, is might, I mean, it says that he... He, he's robed with majesty. Um, he's robed with strength. Um, and, and no one robed God. No one robed God. No one stopped and said, hey, let's give you the strength. Let's give you this majesty. When you're a king, if you're majesty, you're a king. Someone has to anoint you. Someone has to make you a king. But no one gave that to God. God was just king. God was just strength. When... You know, incredible hawks, Lester has to go into the gym. He has to put on the strength. You know, he has to do the things, da-da-da-da, diets, all of it. But God is strength. God, so, so clearly then if he can robe himself with strength, then he can take off the strength 
easily, you know, and, and, and when you have this idea of a God who, who is like this, this God can't be shaken, which is what we find in 1B, that God can't be shaken, God is firm, you know, and this is set on the backdrop of God being immortal, you know, God has always been there. He's always been there. His story has always been there. His throne is the never-ending season of your favorite show. His throne is the automatic renewal. His throne is the debit order of debit orders. God has just been there. You know? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, man, thanks. <laughs> you see where my mind was at when I was preparing? It's like, yo, oh, God. <laughs> but... I find security in God's permanence. I find security in, in, in a God that has always been there and a God that's this strong. Because when Paul is speaking to the church in Corinth, he commends them for their faith. Faith in God and in God's strength. In 1 Corinthians 2.5, it says, So that your faith would not rest on wise words of men, but in the power of God. You know, and, and this power of God, this is, this is what we lean on. This is what we need as believers. This is what we, we crave. But ish, why do we need it? Why do we need this power of God? Because it's going down. No, it's going down. If we read uh, verse, verse 3, the seas are doing everything. The seas are doing a lot. The seas have three things that they do. The first one is there's movement around. The seas have lifted high. There's movement. Oh, no, there's movement above. Sorry. Seas have lifted high. <laughs> uh, there's movement around. There's voices. These seas are talking. Who are they talking to? I don't know, but they are talking. The seas, uh, there's direct impact. There's pounding of waves. Things are going down. There's a crisis here. The Psalter knows that currently we're in a crisis. Everything is falling apart. Everything is falling apart right now. And that the, the Psalter doesn't even just, just stop and look and like, oh no, what do I do? Um, the Psalter actually kind of assures himself in verse 4. And that he knows that God is mightier. He knows that God is bigger than the noise that is around. He knows that God can mend because things break. He knows that God can mend whatever has been broken. And things break. Things break in our lives. And, and it's, it's such a tough place to be at. Especially as believers, because we just spoke about God being outside of time. He's outside of everything. He's mighty. But, but things are breaking. Why isn't God intervening? But then we read through other people in the Bible that say that trials come. Things break in your life. Trials come. James 1, 2 said, Count us all joys, brothers and sisters, when... You meet trials of various kinds. When? Not if, when. Romans 12 says, rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. These are sure. These things are coming. Um, 1 Peter 5.10 is that after you've suffered a little while, 
<laughs> God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore you, confirm you, strengthen you, and establish you. Things break. And it's hard for us to contend with as believers because God, why isn't God doing stuff? But it's funny when you, you have Peter kind of say this, because Peter was like a mess of a disciple. Um, yeah, Peter's journey was not easy. Uh, Peter was just, you know, this guy saw Jesus in the Mount of Transfiguration. And then he's like, oh, yeah, let's make some tents. Like, dude, no. <laughs> no, we're not staying here. We're leaving. Like, yeah, let's make some tents. Like, no, no, no. We're not staying. You know, Peter stepped out in faith, and he was like the guy. Stepped out in faith, fell, poo, in the water. <laughs> you know, that was bold of Peter to do that, but pa, pa. <laughs> and that's embarrassing because all the disciples are there. That it, was, it would have been better if Peter, like, yeah, I would have been embarrassed. Yeah, hard. I am sometimes embarrassed, guys, just when I forget the words. Anyway, we move. <laughs> we move. But, like, it's embarrassing. Like, and I think the, the last one that I, I just finished me, when I was reading, I'm just like, yo, Peter's life, Peter's life. And it was just Peter, like, he slept. He slept. Jesus, like, hey, Jesus was bleeding, crying, bleeding. And Peter slept. Jesus was like, guys, please pray with me. Peter slept, nap, nap, gone. The savior of the universe is about to go save everyone and you're sleeping, dog. I, I, I just, but it's the same Peter. It's the same Peter that, that speaks about these things. It's the same Peter that says, after suffering a while, um, the God who has called you to eternal glory will restore you, will confirm you, will strengthen you, will establish you. You know, and Peter also still writes two books, first and second Peter, beautiful books. Strengthening believers, strengthening us in our faith. And I needed that. So here's the story. <laughs> I needed that. Because, I don't know, guys, ish, during the COVID years, you know, I... Yeah, it kind of seemed like God wasn't in charge. It, it was very apocalyptic. Like we're going to, at one point when we are locked in our houses. And we've never, like sometimes we're like, oh, I don't want to go out. And, you know, I'm just going to sleep in. And that's like a day or two, a week max. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how tired people are, James. <laughs> But we were there forever. <laughs> they locked the door and they forgot about us. You know, it seemed like God wasn't in charge. The people that you hear from a lot is the CDC and Fuji and Cyril Ramaphosa. But we, where's God? It didn't look like God is calling the shots. I was just sometimes like, does God need a PA or something so that you can just kind of assist him and then he can do the thing and bah, then all of us are free. Like, I, I, I was lost. You know, I would say to people, yeah, God's in control. Yeah, but deep down, I wasn't feeling it. Deep down, I was just like, yo, hey, God must come quick. Hey, God must do the things now, Pilau. We're almost at the end of the movie. <laughs> you know, this is where it builds and builds and the story builds. 
And then not only is like things shaking around me, like with the nation and stuff, but like in my own, like there was divorce in my family, death multiple times. This is not like distant relatives. Okay, now context. Um, distant for like white folk is, <laughs> is very distant. <laughs> People you never see. Distant for black people, distant relatives. You guys know. Uh, <laughs> this wasn't distant relatives. These are people that are, we are on a WhatsApp group. People that I'm conversing with every other day. And we're attending these funerals and it's just like, yo, but why isn't God intervening? My, my, my theology was not adding up. I couldn't reconcile my lived experience with what I'm reading in the Bible. I struggled. And I would cry out to God, kind of felt like I was speaking to myself. I'm just like, Lord, please do something. Now, now I don't care about South Africa. Oh, uh, Cyril's there doing it. Yeah, I'm just like in my family now. <laughs> In, in my life, God, please, can you intervene? Like, it, it's hectic. My anchors are not even there anymore. My friends are going through it. Everyone is going through it. So, like, if you go call a friend and you know, it's gonna, uh, they don't have anything to give. No one has anything to give. You know, and, and I'm going through it and some from family members that I'd normally turn to, but they're also in it. So I'm just like, God, clearly God is not going to intervene. Clearly God is doing something else. God is fixing the country now. Thank you. But in my situation, I'm not seeing God. And I think in, in sheer boredom, I don't know. I don't know. In sheer boredom, uh, honestly, I started reading the word again. I turned to book four and I started reading. And I read it continually. I'd stop, go back, stop, go back. And as I was reading from the Psalms, reading from book four, including 93, you know, something changed within me. You know, I stopped complaining and I started enjoying reading again. Um, and slowly, it wasn't like immediately, <laughs> I wish it was, but slowly, you know, those things that were looming over me, things over me, they kind of fixed themselves. I didn't try. I was just busy reading the Psalms. And as I was reading, I'm just like, oh, snap. That person that was like buffing with me and I wasn't buffing with them. But that person just came to apologize to me. That person that was spreading things and saying, hey, hey, yeah. They apologized to me. I saw God now doing small miracles on my behalf. I started seeing now this transcendence of God. Like changing a human's mind is something else. I mean, 
Doing other things is cool, but sharks, we stubborn. So those ones would like shock me. When someone changes their mind and they were like doing this and they completely turn, they repent. I, I was shocked. You know, I started seeing God doing the things. I started seeing the things that were looming, the voices that were around me, the crashing. I started seeing God kind of mend it, mend my life. And I was just like, yo, yeah, no, God's in charge. No, God's in charge for sure. When God's in charge, it doesn't look like how we want it to look. When God's in charge, God, God's going to do his own thing. He's not answerable to us. We're on his world, bringing his air, living a life that he's provided for. So, as, as I started reading and, and looking at God and seeing him change my situation, there's one thing that I hadn't done yet, which was repent. And I went back to God and said, God, I'm sorry. As much as I've read about you and as much as I was studying, but I didn't see what you were doing. Because when the winds are blowing and things are happening and it's chaos and it's pandemonium in your own life, in my own life, I kind of stopped trusting you. So I said, God, I trust you with my life. God, I definitely know that you, you're still in charge. God, I can see like from the smallest of things that you had to orchestrate about six people for this thing, one thing to happen. Wow. Who am I to be your child? I'm so grateful, Lord. And I don't know what people are going through. I don't know where we find ourselves, where we're in in the storm. My storm was two years. A good, solid two to three years. Where things are just breaking. And I don't know where we find ourselves. But as, as the band is getting ready to, to come on stage and... I want us to just internalize what we're singing. Internalize what you're saying and take it to God. Amen.